Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hey everyone, it is Jamie Jill right here at Madlit Musings, and we have Tony Shiloh back in the house, and I'm so excited. Well, actually, she's not in my house. I wish she was in my house. Not but, in a creepy way, right? Well, either way, I would take you because you're just you're just cool. <laughs> but uh, you know, before we started recording, we've been already talking about orbs and spirits and. Shamar Moore, not that he's a spirit or an orb, but I mean, we've covered pretty much everything there is to cover and now we just hit record. So we'll see if we have anything left to talk about, right? No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But we do have a book to talk about and the book is The Love Script, which comes out August 1st. Yes. Sweet. So everybody treat yourself to a summer read. Um, It's a love in the spotlight novel. And is this the first in a series or? It is. All right. So we get more of these. So are we going to get introduced to characters that show up in later books too? We are. Yes, of course. I'm so excited. (laughs) If anybody hasn't figured it out, okay. I'm a serious Tony Shiloh fangirl and I just met her in person this last weekend. And I'm still kind of riding high on the fumes of that weekend. The fumes. That was not like Tony smelled great. (laughs) I'm just gonna stop talking now. You might you might want to. (laughs) But no, it was great because as soon as I saw you, I was like, it's Jamie Joe. Like I can finally hug her in person and be like, I know you. Like I feel like every time we get together, we have these deep conversations and then yeah. Yeah. It was great to see you in person. Exactly. Yeah, we do kind of do that. We di- we like dive into the deep end right away. Yeah. And we've never really met in person until now. So now we just get to get to dive deeper, I guess. That's right. What we do. Yeah. But okay, so you have a book. Tell us a little bit about the book before I really talk myself into a corner. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the love script, like you said, it's the first in the Love in the Spotlight series. So each story the characters are obviously in the spotlight and in the love script you have Nevaeh Richards and Lamont Booker who ended up in the spotlight due to a paparazzi picture that brings Lamont's faith into question Hmm. is he who he says he is is he really a Christian is he does he really stand for um, celibacy and so Nevaeh hates to see how the social media world is treating him and agrees to faith date him which I like to call, you know, romantic mayhem. We all know what happens when you start to fake date. Right. <laughs> it's not going to turn out super great at the beginning anyway. <laughs> it's not. But there will be wonderful moments of uh, wit, banter, um, probably moments to make you go, hmm. And then hopefully you guys will get all the feels and swoon as well. Oh, I, that's great feels and swoonworthy is is good especially if you're really into romance which I don't read a lot of romance but I do read your romances Tony I know you bless me so much so (laughs) 
<laughs> there is that. Okay, so we have a Hollywood star, which I got the comment before we went on air, and I hope it's not a spoiler because I can edit it out if it is, but he was named Hollywood's Sexiest Man of the Year, too. Yes, he's okay. people's sexiest man alive. Um, in fact, they uh, sometimes call him Mr. SMA uh, <laughs> for that as well. Because <laughs> she's a little starstruck in, in the beginning. So you get to hear some of her inner monologue where she's like, Lamont Booker. Because, you know, when you see that famous person, you, you say their whole name. Right. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lamont Booker forever. <laughs> so this really is kind of the epic love story of super fan meets super sexy celebrity and now they're kind of thrown together into this mishmash of you know paparazzi and all the fun that comes from the stories that get told <laughs> exactly um and of course since we live in that social media world you get mm. social media comments thrown into the mix you know um should they cancel him um, mm -hmm. Is he really a Christian? Because obviously that picture says more than a Christian should be shown in. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just kind of explored the little things that are going on in the world in my own way with these two people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was it like exploring some of those? Because those aren't easy topics to approach. You know, I feel like it was good um okay. good in the way that I was a little convicted because haven't we all been judgmental in mm -hmm. some way on social media you see something and you're like immediately on the offensive you want to like rant or as I put in my book like keyboard trolls um <laughs> keyboard warriors like I was having fun looking up all those terms but oh yeah you feel some autonomy behind the screen and that you could just let your opinion loose and you never check yourself Whereas if you're face-to-face, -face, you're uh, more prone to think before you speak. And I feel like sometimes social media strips that nobody thinks before they speak. They just start typing. Um, so diving into that world made me think, like, how often have I done that in the past? Um, judge someone mm. just because of some post I saw mm. when really I have no place. Like, that person truly isn't in my life they're a celebrity I will most likely never meet them so why am I judging them um why would I contribute to any um unkindness in the mm. world um even if it is only a thought and never lands on my keyboard um so yeah definitely yeah. a good conviction that's interesting I wonder you know as we're thinking about it I'm I'm thinking what is the impetus for the concept of you can use the word cancel or the concept of, you know, demeaning or bringing down someone publicly. What, I mean, what is the sole purpose behind all of that? Right. I think honestly, everything, everything goes back to fear. Mm. Usually there's something we fear in our own lives. And so seeing it in the world for whatever reason, like it triggers us. Mm -hmm. And so we feel they need to act and respond. But I mean, there are, there have been a few cases where I've seen the whole cancel culture where I agree with it. Mm -hmm. Definitely need it to happen. I get it. But at what point do you um, restrain yourself 
And at what point does that person you want to cancel get a chance at grace and Mm -hmm. forgiveness and to see what happens to a person who's been forgiven and had grace poured upon them? Like at what chance do we offer that when usually you're trying to be cutthroat and just cancel them from existence, AKA social media existence. They still exist. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, and you think about it too. um, So much of cancel culture on social media, et cetera, is caused from truth, truth versus perception. Um, You know, what actually is the context of what was said or what was done or the actions that were taken. And in your book, you know, there's a little, little um, interlude between Lamont and Novea, which is taken completely out of context. And that's sort of what sends them down this spiraling path, correct? Exactly. Um, She almost trips. He catches her. A picture is snapped. And, you know, the talking heads go at it, basically alluding that it appears like they're in an intimate relationship. When that's not the case, like he literally just saved her from tripping but if you tell that to the world like are they going to believe you even when it's the truth um so I think that too like you said there has to be context um and a lot of times especially how everything is getting shorter you have the reels you have the shorts um you don't really have the full context but yet you just see that little snippet Mm -hmm. and you're triggered and then you jump on them cancel culture bad bandwagon um I think that social media in a sense like has wiped our patience and our um fact finding skills like <laughs> I mean we grew up in the world of like encyclopedias you had to go right. somewhere to research facts um and even though you have the internet search engines on your phone how rare do people still take the time to search a fact before yeah. responding yeah well I think it's interesting too because sometimes um, you have this vision of what this famous person or even not so famous person is based off of their persona on right. social media. And then you meet them in person if you're, you know, so blessed or lucky. And you're like, wow, that's not at all how I how I pictured them. And how much is fabricated as an image that's put forth to even safeguard from wrong images, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even for us, we're on social media. Yeah. Um, we have our followers and we present ourselves in a certain way. Um, people might take every single thing that we do and build up a persona right. based off just those little posts. I mean, think about it. They're not that many posts. Like, And most of us, I think, stick to surface level conversations. Um, we don't go deep. So how can you say, you know, a person that you follow online, if you haven't sat down and talked with them and known like, what is actually, what's their daily routine? Like Mm -hmm. what's bugging them? What's hurting them? Like all of these things that shape us, we're missing on a screen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so then, like in the love script, it sometimes forces people to take some drastic measures to (laughs) avoid canceling. And I will go online for the record and say, I have never gone to this desperate of a measure as your characters go to. (laughs) I know I've never fake dated a person either, (laughs) but tell me why this trope is so like, 
I hear the word fake date and I'm like, right? like it's in my cart, it's on my e-reader and I'm so there for it. <laughs> it's kind of like the whole historical arranged marriage thing. I it's think like it fake is. dating is like the contemporary romance version of historical, you know, mail order bride or, you know, whatever that <laughs> situation is. Right. And you're there for it because you're like, oh, it's going to be awkward. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to discover who they really are, like not mm-hmm. just what's been presented, but like who they really are. And yeah, you're kind of stuck with each other. Yeah. And I don't know. Good things happen when you're stuck with another person. Right. Bad things too, like you need the entertainment, but yeah. Or in my books, you get killed, but you know that's a different genre. <laughs> so we'll stick with your genre. But <laughs> so your characters go into a fake dating relationship to offset, um, essentially, the paparazzi and all the so- stories that are flying around. Now um, we have two different characters, and this relationship and this. Um, um media attention really kind of gets them both different reactions am I right in saying that yes yes so you know Lamont he's the Hollywood star he's the golden boy so once he enters a fake relationship and you know things come out they do the story they tell the the truth they want people to get behind and life goes up for him um he's not canceled the fans love him they do the whole awe, but they don't love Nevaeh. Um, mm. They start showing up at her work. They're mad um, either because of jealousy or because they feel that she doesn't have the Hollywood figure, you know, mm. that size six. Is it still size six or is size two now the new thing? I, I think don't it's know. size zero, honestly. Right? But like, she doesn't. Or negative that. two, maybe. Right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm in double Uh, digits, so I don't count. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember the last time I was in single digits, but (laughs) (laughs) Nevaeh is definitely a double digit girl and they can't stand it um, that Mm. someone that looks like her would land with the sexiest man alive. Mm. Man, you know, we are so, it's funny because like you hear this as a fiction novel and it almost sounds like you're literally reciting something that you just read out of people magazine or something like that like it sounds completely believable because it happens on a regular basis and now i'm getting passionately irritated that we (laughs) judge people so harshly based on this concept of what we think we somehow have the right to hold people to some standard that hasn't been biblically laid out for us right and, you know, the question always is, is like, do you hold yourself to the same standard? You know, mm. it's the whole log in the eye, yeah. the speck in your eye. And when you're judging someone by a log, like, would you look at your own self and be like, well, I have the Hollywood figure. If you can't say that, like, why are you upset? <laughs> right? Like, I you, have to go choke now. <laughs> you snort loud. Like, so why would we be upset if a good looking man is with a heavier woman like right i think i think it's jealousy to a degree well yeah it's but, it's like covetousness like oh, what yeah and i think we don't want to deal with whatever is going on inside with us so we point fingers yeah that yeah. way the heat is now no longer on us mm-hmm. um, 
So one of the things that I love too in this book that you were telling me about um, is the fact that you, you kind of flip the narrative a little bit on the hero and the heroine's faith walk. Because so often you have like your celebrity figure and then you have this person of quiet faith that comes in and sort of challenges them against the the norms of their celebrity careers, et cetera. And you right. really have kind of flipped that where he's this um, God-seeking um, God wanting to glorify God celebrity and she's kind of just like there yeah like I believe but you know I don't have to go all out yeah I don't have to go to church um reading your bible every day isn't a requirement as long as I'm talking to God I'm good um and then seeing his faith walk seeing how he does do um, daily readings in his Bible. He does go to church. He's public about his faith. It challenges her and makes her think like, is my faith where it should be? Um, am I doing things for God or am I just trying to maintain my own comfort zone um, and let God, you know, have his place? Right. But we right. don't have to actually intertwine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's the okay so that's an interesting thought that just crossed my mind so we have the concept of um judgment unkindness cancel culture on one side and then on the other side we have the concept of you're not approaching your faith in the way that you should and so what's the difference between one set of judgments versus what others might perceive as a set of you're judging how i interact with my faith or whether i'm christian enough um so, you know how you said, um, it sounds like you just saw this on a newsstand and yeah. it's, yeah, that's exactly kind of what prompted me of the, am I a good enough Christian? I have seen so much in just the past year, um, online of Christians judging Christians mm. of Christians going, well, she posted that she's not a Christian. Or she said that she's not a Christian. And like the battle has never, and was never supposed to be Christian versus Christian. Right. I don't know when that happened. I don't know how it happened. I'm, well, I have some ideas of how it happened, but <laughs> like I, it bothers me. And yeah. I guess the person in me who likes peace and not conflict um, kind of went to explore that. Like, how can I, um, make a difference um just with a fiction story how could I get us to stop and uh, to think and examine ourselves and ask ourselves like are we looking at the log and ignoring all the little specks yeah. in our own eyes yeah no and I think that's one of the things with the story of grace and then also the concept of freedom that we have in Christ you know I think there's a second and I'm going to paraphrase verbally and I can never remember references but I know that there's a section in, in um, I believe it's in, it might be in Romans or Acts, but any, oh, I think it's in Acts where, you know, the apostle Peter goes up on the roof and he's shown this sheet filled with food that according to Jewish tradition is inedible and unclean. It's more than just yes. inedible. It's considered unclean. Like you don't defile your bodies with this food. And yet God is laying it out for him and um state basically it's it's an inflection that god's opening up his arms to more than just the chosen people but to the world and including 
um, people from all different backgrounds and varieties. And it's not just this one cookie cutter person or or segment of people but it's something that god can encompass and and bring about the changes that he wants to bring about in us um i'm not saying that we ignore sin but that is such an individual journey as well yeah and i think we forget that that it's an individual journey um maybe we're you know five steps ahead of our neighbor and so we're looking back at our neighbor and we're judging our neighbor right but you're not in your neighbor's shoes you don't know your neighbor's pace. Mm-hmm. Like you're not all seeing, all knowing. So that right there, you think would stop us, but for some reason it doesn't. Right. Um, and I just think a lot of times it's all like rooted in fear. Fear that either you're going to slip up mm-hmm. um, or fear that you're not going to make it far enough. Like, I don't know. There's just so many different issues why we do what we do. Um, but like you said, we're it's supposed to be all nations, like right. all of us. Mm-hmm. And if it's all nations, that means we don't all look alike. We right. don't all have the same experiences. Like we are all different. Yeah. Uh, I think if people can remember that, they can leave the judgment behind mm-hmm. and embrace people and come alongside people. Like maybe that person that's five steps behind it's five steps behind because they haven't met you yet. And your kindness, your grace, your mercy mm-hmm. will help them move that one step ahead. And then another yeah. person comes along and helps them move ahead. Or you meet that person who seems five paces behind you, tells you some truth, and now you're able to take a step right. forward. Like right. we can all learn from each other. We can all grow from one another. Mm-hmm. But if we don't do the, you know, one another's that it lists out in the Bible. Right then we're just going to be divided. We're going to be without another. (laughs) Right. We are. I mean, (laughs) we'll be on our own and have fun with that because, you know, one person on their own is not usually a good, a good um, set of circumstances, I guess. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. Oh man, I could talk forever, but this is, you know, it's funny because we're talking about a fiction novel and it feels like we literally just talked about some real people in the media and we've, we've kind of dived on just underneath the surface of some of these topics. We really haven't necessarily gone super, super deep because we only have so much time and it's, it is a scary topic to have these conversations. Um, But I think you and I both agree on the fact that open and this is something you and I have always been really good at. Well, I should say, I believe we're really good at, hopefully you feel this mutually, but good open dialogue, even if you don't agree on certain things or certain issues within Christianity, et cetera, this or that, that open dialogue and that trust that the other person still respects you 
at the end of the conversation, even if, and, and this has not happened to Tony and I, but even if you are di diametrically opposed in your belief systems and what you stand for, but you can still stand together out of mutual respect for the other person's soul as it stands before God. You said it beautifully. Like, seriously, <laughs> I got chills. <laughs> yes, that in a nutshell. Oh, must be why you're award-winning author. So no, I think it. I think it's the um the amount of caffeine I've consumed today. Maybe something good came out of that for once. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just I I just am so so personally passionate about the diversity within the body of Christ, and I don't just necessarily mean ethnic diversity, but I mean diversity from backgrounds, yes. experiences um ancestry and legacy and all the things that influence the people that we have become we all have different stories and I think as writers this is why we like to explore different genres you know I write ghosts and murder and you write romance and Hollywood you know fake dating what's better <laughs> than that right we should write a book together that would be a trip <laughs> it really would I know hey are you still thinking about that idea 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 yes oh yeah oh yeah that idea has been percolating and yeah, percolating so tony gave me an idea and that's all we're gonna say yeah but yeah it's percolating good i'm gonna pray that into fruition <laughs> <laughs> now great now you're gonna have everybody else praying it into fruition they don't even know what it is yes you just trust me go ahead and pray join me in prayer <laughs> we all know what happens when two or more agree you don't need oh, to know God knows. Just agree. <laughs> I'm laying hands on you. <laughs> oh, wow. This podcast just flipped in a direction I was not expecting. So <laughs> See what happens right. when you get us together. <laughs> I know it's really dangerous, especially now that we've met in person. It's even like know, more right? unfiltered and un unfettered of us is great. Okay. So the love script back to your book. It's a super cute cover. I absolutely adore it. And it comes out at the beginning of August pre-orders are always a good thing so if this podcast is airing and you're hearing it before august 1st get your pre-orders in you can get 40 percent off from maker bookhouse and free shipping so why not do that now because you yes. won't do it once it's out and if you order pre-order from baker bookhouse you might find like little goodies Ooh, all the little things like little swaggy things was that yeah. a sticker it is a sticker sticker it's a clapboard sticker. Shut up. That's awesome. I know, right? I and it, it says the love script and Tony Shiloh. And it has even the hairstylist stick uh, scissors. I love it. I know, right? I love I, it. I adore these things. I also wish Nevaeh was real because I really need a hairstylist badly. Yes. Yes. Hair, the good hairstylists are hard to find, but when you buy one, you're like, you're my best friend now. <laughs> I know, right? I love you. I love you. All right. So if you just want to find out more about you, and because this is not your first run at writing a fiction book, you got quite a backlist. So that's a whole other conversation. Where do they go to find out more about you? TonyShiloh.com. Awesome. Easy peasy. You'll see all my books, all the links, Perfect. all the things. And that's Tony with an I, if you didn't already guess that. And it's yes. already, if you're watching on YouTube, it's, it's up in the top corner there. So I mean, there you go. That's perfect. All right, Tony, this was super fun. Thank you for putting up with me. Always, always a pleasure. <laughs> you have a wonderful day. You too. 
Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.